Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 354. Prepare to embark on a journey with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs. Motivation, dedication, success. Did someone say 40,000 titles? Audiobooks.com has some of your favorite business titles and they're all delivered straight to your headphones. You can get your first book for free today. Go to audiobooks.com slash fire. Are you looking for professional law services without the runarounds? Every lawyer at Walker Corporate Law has at least 10 to 25 years of experience. No junior lawyers getting on the job training. Contact the founder, Scott at WalkerCorporateLaw.com. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Josh Parkinson. Josh, are you prepared to ignite? I'm ready to ignite right now, John. Yes. Josh is the founder of PostPlanner.com and kills customers' pains. He specializes in product development and Facebook marketing. And Josh, I've given Fire Nation just that little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. I live here in San Francisco with my wife and my son. And, uh, you know, I spend a lot of my time running my business, but I also love to rock climb and snowboard. Those are my two things. Nice. And uh, I try to get out and get pummeled by the waves as often as possible, too. <laughs> you know, there's some pretty good surfing around here, but uh, I'm still learning, but it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, and, yeah, my, my company, Post Planner, it's a, it's a Facebook app that uh, allows you to schedule posts into the future and also find awesome content to post. So not only can you, you know, get your posts out there for the week or month in front of you, but you can also find great stuff to, to post if you don't quite know what to post. Well, Entrepreneur on Fire utilizes Post Planner. I know my virtual assistant is in love with me and you, me for getting it, you for creating it. So thank you for that, nice. Josh. And yeah, no problem. We will dive way more into this later on in the interview. But before we do, you have a nice little mantra success quote mix, Josh, and I'm pretty excited for you to share with Fire Nation. So take it away. Yeah, well, basically, my whole mantra, you know, that I've been living with for quite some time is something called Amor Fati. And uh, that's, uh, that's from the philosophy of Friedrich Nietzsche. And um, let me give you a quote, because this is where he kind of lays it down. He says, I want to learn more and more to see as beautiful what is necessary in things. Then I shall be one of those that makes things beautiful. Amor Fati. Let that be my love henceforth. I do not want to wage war against what is ugly. I do not want to accuse. I do not even want to accuse those who accuse. Looking away shall be my only negation. And all in all, and on the whole, someday I wish to only be a yes-sayer. So that's my quote. And um, yeah, I try to live by this, this, this idea of amor fati, which means love of fate, right? And it's this idea that you, you, you love your fate in kind of two ways. You you adore everything that has come to pass before you make love to the present and basically create the future. And so that's kind of my mantra that I try to live by. Love, love my fate. Wow. Well, I love that mantra. And I think I've just adopted a new philosophy in life. Thank you for your passion, Josh. Yeah, no problem. And, you know, in addition to that, I, I think I have something that's kind of a little bit more about entrepreneurship. And, and it's also by Nietzsche, believe it or not. And it's one of my favorite quotes of all time, and, and I think about it often, and it's this. 
A man's maturity consists in having found again the seriousness one had as a child at play. And I like this because, you know, I think when you really love what you do, especially as an entrepreneur, it's, it's almost like play. It is like play. Like, like when you go to work, you're going to play like you, like you played as a child. But, but when you played as a child, there was this, you know, seriousness to it. You know, you weren't fooling around. You were playing in all seriousness. And I think that's what you do as an entrepreneur. So, you know, that's what I try to do is I, I try to play as seriously as possible. Well, Josh, you have really started this interview off on the right foot. I am just excited to see where you take this. And Entrepreneur on Fire is all about the journey. And you've already mentioned about your philosophy on the journey, one which I really resonate and relate to. And I want to go back in your journey to a time when you failed or when you face a major challenge or obstacle. Share with us that moment, Josh, so we can learn from it and share with us your lessons that you learned. Yeah, well, I, I actually spent five years of my life in the in the early 2000s uh, playing music in a band. Um, I went over to Europe uh, all alone as kind of an entrepreneur, and uh, I found myself a band, and I ended up playing in Germany with a, in a little uh, reggae, hip-hop, rock and roll band for about five years. And ultimately that, you know, I wouldn't say it was a failure, but, you know, the band failed to live up to... I think the potential that it had and, and over the, that five year period, I just learned a ton. Um, sometimes not immediately, you know, sometimes more looking back on, on, and thinking about what I did wrong. But yeah, I, I, I learned a ton from that experience. And, you know, one of the, one of the big things I learned is, is, you know, I, I, I really wasn't very good at, at stepping out of my own perspective, you know, and I kind of thought I knew everything, and I, I was not very, um, I was not very capable of taking advice and you know letting other people teach me and and kind of looking through their eyes and looking through my listeners' eyes because I was a singer in the band, and you know the thing is is I, I've never really been a super talented singer in the sense of you know perfect pitch. I've always found it, you know, somewhat difficult, the pitch side of singing. You know, I thought I was a pretty good performer, but, you know, as far as the pitch went and the melody went, I, I had a, a rough time with that. And now when I when I kind of look listen back on, on some of the recordings we made, you know, I, I realized that it was because I didn't really listen to, first of all, I didn't really take myself out of my own perspective and kind of listen to the melody as something in itself uh, but I also didn't listen to what people were telling me, you know. I thought that it was, you know, that my passion was going to come through in the music and that my passion was going to be what, what entertained where, you know, it was really, it's, it's in music, it's the melody ultimately that, that really determines the success of the song. And so that was one of the lessons I learned is, you know, and I, I always, you know, think about that quite often and I try to do that in my life now. I, I, I try to look through other people's eyes and uh, I try to, you know, be be willing to take advice. So that's one thing. Um, I actually have kind of a funny story. I'd love to hear that story. That's what it's all about. The stories, Josh. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. So you know, I, I, I in in two thousand, I basically started writing a lot of rhymes and was doing a, little, a bit of hip hop and and uh, I bought myself this this kind of battery powered amplifier and I decided I was going to go to the streets of Europe and just start spitting rhymes in the streets and 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 people would give me money and I'd live that way so I was going to go out and be a busker in in the streets in Europe 
And so I bought myself a ticket and, uh, you know, I got on the plane and I, and I was midway through the, through the, uh, I was actually at the connection. So I was flying through Newark airport to, uh, Amsterdam cause that was going to be where I started. And, you know, you know, you know, the end of the story, I actually, I, I was in Amsterdam. I, I was all over Europe. I, I ended up in Germany. I found a band and we played for five years, but this was right at the beginning. So I'm, I'm on the onset of this journey and I'm, I'm stopped in Newark, prepared to leave the U.S. for the, you know, for the next five years and um, never having performed really in public before, right? I'd written a ton of rhymes and, and I'd never performed really in front of a, a big audience. And suddenly I just got this fire in my belly, like while I was in the airport in Newark. And I was like, dude, this is it, man. You got to start right now. This is going to be your first performance right here in the New York, Newark airport. And so I was standing in line, like waiting to uh, get on the, on the plane. And I had, I was carrying my, my big, you know, speaker and uh, I just turned it on, plugged my mic in and, um, and I just went into it, man. I was just like, Diction, unpredictable flows of nonfiction. I present like a pro. May I ripple your words, your fingers and toes? And, and I, I was just getting into it. I closed my eyes, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm singing into the mic and it's just going perfectly. You know, I'm like, wow. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not messing up. I'm, it's, it's all going perfectly. And uh, I, I went all the way through. I didn't forget any rhymes. And I opened up my eyes and I was so happy. And I opened up my eyes. And, and I looked out and the whole airport was just full of scowling people. <laughs> right? They're like, you know, this, this look on their face is like, what the hell are you doing, dude? And, uh, and I was kind of taken aback because I was like, God, I, I, but I hit those rhymes perfectly, you know? And I, and I kind of brought the mic up to my, to my mouth and I said, well, um, I, I got another one if you guys want to hear it. <laughs> and the whole entire airport in unison, they all went, no. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're polarizing. Yeah. You know, and that, and it was, it was this thing that, that I didn't really consider the fact that these people in the airport, they didn't want to listen to rhymes, right? They were actually trying to listen to like the reports, you know, like the overhead telling them when their flights were on time, when to board, you know, these things that were important to the moment. But my my amplified rhymes were like reverberating through the air, whole airport and, and, you know, cutting out all other sound. <laughs> so, you know, that was kind of a, 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 <laughs> a example of, you know, not really – you know, being too absorbed in yourself, not really considering, you know, other people's perspectives. So. Well, Josh, kind of break that down for us because there is a great lesson here. So boil it down in just one sentence, a takeaway that you learned from this experience. Look through other people's eyes, you know, see the world through other people's eyes as often as possible. And, and you know, if you're a writer, write through other people's eyes. Love that, Josh. That is such a great lesson, such a great takeaway. And we're going to use it to segue to the next topic, which is on the other end of the spectrum from failure, from challenges. And that's the aha moment, because just like you have had those failures, Josh, you've been inspired. You've had these lightning bolts that have just struck you. You said, wow, let's do this. So share with us a story when you really had an aha moment. Take us there. We want to be there with you. And then share with us how you turned that moment into success. Well, this this story probably isn't as, as exciting as that last one. You know, this this fast forward to you know the the period of when I'm doing post planner and 
And, um, you know, it's not much of a story. I, I just had this kind of aha moment a couple of years ago. I was sitting on the beach in Pacifica with my wife, just kind of enjoying the, the uh, weekend day. I think it was a Saturday. And I was reading uh, Founders at Work, which is, I, I'm sure you're probably familiar with that book. It's about, you know, the founders of PayPal and and I think Paul Graham's in there and, and several others who write about, um, you know, their journeys at, at the very beginning of, of their, you know, enterprise. And uh, I just I just had this aha moment of um, I suddenly realized how important and the potential of, of personal branding, um, basically the, the stickiness of my customers branding to themselves, which means uh, we, we had this app and it wasn't white labeled. And I, I suddenly had this aha moment where I thought if I can allow my customers to put their own branding on my app, basically white label it, my app will become a lot stickier because people are so in love with their own brands, right? That they're, once they, they have something that's branded their own, they may be less likely to cancel it. So I kind of had this aha moment there and, and I actually, that spurred me to create the product that really is the main product of Post Planner today. Um, the branding was pretty important for a while uh, in, in Facebook. They've eventually kind of removed the branding that we offered from page posts, for example. So back in the day, it used to be that you could have Entrepreneur on Fire, for example, underneath all your posts. It said via Entrepreneur on Fire. And uh, people could click that and be sent to your website. But um, they, they actually removed that. So that, that's not as important anymore. But it was this, it was the, you know, spur that, that, that made me move toward this kind of, uh, more custom product. And I, and at the same time, it gave me a higher revenue product. I, I could raise my prices. You know, we, so we launched post planner with a $5 per month app, which is, you know, nothing. It's really hard to build a business on a $5 a month app. So when, when we, I came up with that idea, I raised prices to, I think uh, 17 bucks at that time and it made it a much more viable business and I've kind of built on top of that product ever since. So Josh, take us through one or two actions that you took following that aha moment that you really attribute to the success you're currently experiencing. One thing is I, I reached out to all of our current customers in kind of a real personal way. Uh, we didn't have a whole whole lot at that time, but I reached out to them and I, I you know explained my, what, what the new product would be, and I offered them to, um, you know, to, to transition to it for free and have a kind of a free trial period, and I got a ton of takers, and a lot of those early adopters of that app um, are still to that my, this day my customers, but not only that, but they've been, you know, huge megaphones for my business in terms of, you know, writing blog posts about the app that still get tons of SEO and, you know, get tons of hits and send a lot of traffic to my website. So that was one important thing. Josh, I kind of want to transition now to another topic because this is going to be more about the philosophy and your mentality on the entrepreneurial journey in general. Because as entrepreneurs, we do face these ups, we do face these downs, and so many entrepreneurs are terrified from even starting because of those valleys, even though they do come with the peaks. What's your philosophy on the entrepreneurial journey in general, and how do you keep your mentality going forward? I'm a real product guy, you know. I'm I'm a I'm I'm really into product development, and I and I really obsessed about you know creating a product that customers really love. And um, you know, I don't I don't know if this is something that that 
helps with the the downs. But you know, if you really love your product, then you know, and it's not so much just about making money, but you really loved it to 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 you know start work every morning because you're obsessed with your product and you just want to make it a kick ass product. Um, that's going to help. And you know, as far as that goes, I've really learned that you know that. I got some great advice in this, you know, from, from a, a mentor of mine that he, he said, you know, always listen to the customer, obviously, but remember, you know, you, you don't just want to give the customers what they know they want. You want to give them what they don't know they want yet as well. Right. Um, so, you know, you, you can get, you can go out and talk to your customers and ask them, you know, what features they like, what, what, what would you like the app to do that it's not doing now? And you'll get a lot of important information from that. And you should definitely act on that information and try to, you know, build, build some of those features in. Uh, but at the same time, don't forget that your kind of duty as, a, as an entrepreneur and a product developer is to, is to create the things for your customers that they, that they don't know they want yet. Right. They don't even they can't imagine those things yet. But if you it's your responsibility to build them and 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 show them that they need those things. And I think that kind of um, I don't know, being passionate about that and, 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 and trying to do that every day is really what keeps me going through the rough times in my entrepreneurial journey. Um, if, if you love your product, then you're going to, you know, do anything you can to keep going and get it into the customer's hands and get them to love it as well. So I hope that answered your question. It did. And there's a number of great takeaways. One that I really want to focus on is the actual fact of passion and marrying passion with a viable business. You can't just go forward and try to follow a passion that isn't at the same time a viable business. But the importance of being passionate about your product is something that you talked about because Fire Nation, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. And the journey of an entrepreneur is a marathon from beginning to end. And if you are not really passionate about that path you've chosen, you're going to run out of steam because you're just doing those sprints where the success is going to come during that long marathon, not those little quick sprints to just to be successful. So that's the takeaway that I love, Josh, is that you can wake up every morning and even when things aren't going great, because your passion for your products there, you can continue on. Definitely. Josh, have you had an I've made it moment? You know, I, I, I really think that that's pretty straightforward. The real I made it moment for me was when I started paying myself a, a really competitive wage, a really competitive salary. You know, I, I bootstrapped um, Post Planner for about uh, about a year and a half before I really took any substantial salary. And, um, you know, that I really believe in bootstrapping, by the way. I, I believe that you should very, very – you should seek customers before you seek investors. I know a lot of people will disagree with me on that, but but seek customers before you seek uh, uh, investors. And the I've made it moment was really when I started paying myself a wage that was competitive with you know other CEOs of tech companies here in San Francisco. Great, I've made a moment, and believe me, almost every single past guest of Entrepreneur on Fire would agree with your comment about find customers before you find investors. That's what it's all about. We're looking to bootstrap. We're looking to increase our runway and, and be successful on our own terms, not on other people's terms. That's the point of this entrepreneurial journey. So definitely resonate and relate to you on that level, Josh. And what I'd like to do now is bring it to present times because, man, you have some pretty cool things going on. Again, 
many of the things that I'm integrating with Entrepreneur on Fire on my social media, and I am very thankful for that. So share with us one thing that's just really exciting you right now. Well, man, I got to say that the most exciting thing about my company right now is the growth. I mean, we're growing like mad right now. And, and what that means is um, there's two components to that. One is that we have a, I have a bigger and bigger budget every single month to deploy, you know, to, to, toward resources. And that kind of goes back to that playing seriously, seriously thing that, um, that I talked about earlier. You know, I was in I was in France this summer. My wife's French and I spent time there overseas uh, every summer and and I was playing with my uh, a board game with my my brother-in-law and um we played a lot of board games during the trip and and I was actually explaining to him my business and and at some point he, he turned to me he's like, "Yeah, it's like uh it's like um the board game we're playing." And I and I was like, "Yeah, actually it is. That's how it is." And and you know, this growth of having a bigger budget every month it gives me all these, you know, resources to deploy to all, all these different things. You know, I can spend it on another blogger. I can spend it on more dev. I can spend it on ads. And I, it's it's really kind of fun to to have that budget get bigger and bigger every month and, and you know, be strategic about where I deploy um, those resources. Josh, share with us just really quickly what your vision is for the future of Post Planner and Beyond. We want to make more of a content curation platform than it is now. Uh, you know, I think scheduling and um, you know, publishing posts on social media is becoming more and more of a commodity. Uh, so I don't think you can really just build a, a product on that one thing alone anymore. So you know, what we're, we're trying to do and is, is develop a kind of secret sauce of of finding content for our users. You know, the, the, one of the pain points of our users is not only, you know, the fact that they have to spend a lot of time on social media to, you know, have a constant presence there, but they have to spend a lot of time finding the proper content, the best content to post on social media. So, you know, I think one egg that that needs to be, or one nut that needs to be cracked is, um, is, is a platform that, makes it really easy to find really high quality content to share. So that's that's kind of the vision for for the company. Very exciting. It's all about that high quality content. And Post Planner allows you to do it on a consistent basis, which is one of the major reasons for Entrepreneur on Fire success in the podcasting world is that consistency of the high quality. Marry those two together, Fire Nation, and you have a recipe for success. No doubt. So Josh, we're going to take a minute here to thank our sponsors. Legal services, some of us have it covered, some of us want to get it covered, and some of us don't even want to think about it. Alas, we need to make sure we're being taken care of. No matter which one of these categories you fall under, I know you're going to want to hear about Walker Corporate Law, where their mission is to protect entrepreneurs and help them succeed. At Walker Corporate Law, they recognize that entrepreneurs are a special breed with special needs. That's why they're always available via email or cell to help you out. Sound pretty good? I think so too. They also have a crew of lawyers who all have at least 10 to 25 years of experience. No junior lawyers getting on-the-job training in their house. That means peace of mind for you and your business. If you're looking for a boutique corporate law firm who's ready to get to know you and your business, then contact the founder, scott at walkercorporatelaw.com today. 
Thanks to audiobooks.com, I've listened to more than four audiobooks in the last month alone. It's not that I don't love reading, but being able to listen allows me to still get other stuff done, like working out or driving at the same time. There are a ton of things I love about audiobooks.com, but one thing that really gets me fired up is their great selection of business titles. Remember hearing Tim Ferriss' interview on EO Fire? What about Gary Vaynerchuk? Well, audiobooks has titles like The 4-Hour Workweek and Crush It, waiting in their online library just for you, along with over 40,000 others. I also love their membership benefits. When you become a member, you'll get one audiobook per month plus 33% off each additional title you listen to. Sound like a great deal? You can get started today by going to audiobooks.com slash fire. Once you sign up, you'll get your first book free. That's audiobooks.com slash fire. Josh, this is a perfect segue to my favorite part of the show, the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, I've always been an entrepreneur since my whole life. So there wasn't, you know, there wasn't one moment when I wasn't an entrepreneur and then became one. Um, but I'll tell you, as a, as a tech entrepreneur, you know, being able to, to create uh, technology and, and software um, specifically, the thing that was holding me back is I didn't have a, a technical co-founder. I didn't have someone who could code and, and, and whip up my crazy ideas. <laughs> and it was really at the point in early 2011 that I found my technical co-founder, which you know, led to Post Planner being created and all the success I've had. What is the best advice you've ever received? You know, I said this before, it's, it's listen to the customer, but remember that you don't only want to give the customer what they know they want, you want to give them what they don't know they want yet. Oh, love that. Can you share one of your personal habits that you believe attributes to your success? Continuously learning. You know, I've, I'm always striving to, to uh, you know, I never, I, I never rest when it comes to learning. I, I read a ton of books and, and I'm constantly seeking more information and seeking ways to get better. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with, Josh, that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, I'm more and more in love with Quora every day. I think it's an amazing social media platform that is just going to get bigger and bigger, and it's just so deep and great thing. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything else that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to eofire.com slash Josh Parkinson. Josh, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? That's a tough one, but I'd recommend Fooled by Randomness by uh, Nicholas Nassim Taleb. Um, it's, it's an awesome book that teaches you, uh, you know, about the, the power of statistics and you know, it cautions you on being fooled by, by randomness, by being fooled on, by noise and, and, and not signals. Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio, and this is a great book. If you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. So, Josh, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Okay. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? 
So basically, I would uh, find another application that is in a growing market and is, is doing well, and I would replicate it. Um, in order to do that, I would have to first find a technical co-founder who could, who could um, code that application. Uh, so I would really put all my energy into first finding a, a technical co-founder, a, a, a developer who has built something somewhat similar to that, that, for, that app I mentioned or something in the same domain. So, for example, if, if I wanted to build something to copy Post Planner, I'd want somewhat, uh, a developer who has, has developed something in the Facebook domain. Um, and, you know, then I would replicate my competitor's app, and then I would try to beat them on user experience, customer service, and just iteration of features. Um, and in a sense, that's really what we've done with Post Planner. We started out with something that's really pretty basic, uh, a, a scheduling app for social media, and w- what we try to do is beat our competitors on user experience, customer service, and iteration of new features. So, Josh, I know Fire Nation is really eating this up, and a question many may have is, what would be my first step at finding a CTO? I would first figure out the the app that you want to build something you know something pretty specific. You know, not you don't. It doesn't have to be too specific, but relatively specific, and then go out and find somebody who has built something similar. I think I I do not recommend going to you know, Elance or one of these freelance sites and finding just trying to find a developer there. Um, I would try to find somebody who has actually already built something similar, and then you know try to sell them on your idea. Go to them and say, hey. I I I know I can get customers if we do this this and this to you know your at your current app. I love your app. It just needs a few changes. Let's partner up um, and and you know improve it. And I, I guarantee I can get some sales. That's the route that I would recommend instead of just trying to go out and you know find a a, a, a developer from some Elance site. So Josh, I have really enjoyed hearing your journey from beginning to end, from the states to Europe and back. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. My best piece of advice is to put yourself in uncomfortable situations constantly, as often as possible. Uh, if something makes you uncomfortable and you put yourself in an uncomfortable situation, then you're probably going to grow. You're probably going to learn. So put yourself in as many uncomfortable situations as possible. You can find me at... Uh, postplanner.com or you can hit me up on Facebook Joshua Parkinson or LinkedIn Joshua Parkinson Post Planner if you if you just uh, google Joshua Parkinson I'm sure you'll find me Joshua Fire Nation is also well aware they can find the links to everything that we've talked about your contact information by going to eofire.com click on the podcast tab you are hanging out in the archives we also have an amazing search box just type in Parkinson and he will pop up Josh thank you for being so generous with your time your expertise and experience Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side awesome thanks John Don't let your lack of knowledge hold you back any longer. The time to create, grow, and monetize your podcast is now. There is a huge audience out there waiting to hear your voice, and the only resource you'll ever need is podcastersparadise.com. An ever-growing library of video tutorials, interaction with the community of podcasters to exchange ideas, strategies, and reviews, 
access to private webinars with today's top experts, all at podcastersparadise.com. Come check us out today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.